Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We have Pastor Sana, Associate Pastor of Community of Hope Church Mumbai, sharing God's word with us today. He teaches us how the Holy Spirit should be every believer's priority. We also see how the Holy Spirit changes us when he comes upon us. Will you open your hearts and minds to what God has in store for you today? Well, hello, um good morning to the Via Zion family. This is such a great start to the week coming together as a church. I um just want to say how happy I am to be with you uh this morning in this way. We've heard so much about what God is doing um uh week by week in in all of your um midweek stuff as well as on weekends and uh Gasham and Tina are great friends of um for me personally as well as for the church and it's so great to constantly hear and get updates little by little of what God is doing uh at Via Zion. Uh I want to say a big hello from uh the community of Hope family um we're one noisy uh family and <laughs> who loves to get together and i'm sure you do too and um at this season we're just really really excited we're happy everybody's just in um i think this is one of the best seasons we've ever had because in just a few days we celebrate 15 years uh of community of hope and uh just looking back over the last month um we've been having people over here in this space and just uh kind of hearing from them as we're recording a short uh a documentary to look back at what God has done and we're just uh taken down uh this memory lane of looking into people's lives and seeing how community impacts people's lives forever and I, that's what I love about church I think that the one, church is one of the most precious things uh, and Jesus is very jealous for his church and I love that community can change lives in such a strong way because of what God's doing when the church comes um together so it's a great season uh for us I think there's just something so beautiful about family about community there's so much strength and power that we all get from times like this um when we gather and so i'm 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 really happy to share um with you this morning i believe um god's been putting some things on my heart uh for a while now and um i remember coming into this year 2021 and i'm sure we all entered 2021 uh probably in the most unique way uh with some of the most unique thoughts and experiences that we've never had before coming in right from um the year of the pandemic started and and um and when in december just before i was praying for the next year for 2021 i uh kind of felt the holy spirit say to me he said if you want to go where you've never gone before be willing to do what you've never done before and that was something new for me personally because i mean we're always looking to discover god in a new way 
but this was like an opportunity that god was giving me personally to discover more of himself and more of i believe the role of the holy spirit in my life personally and see where the holy if i can trust the holy spirit more then he can do more with my life and and that's how i entered 2021 it's been such a great year um challenging absolutely but it's been great nonetheless and i want to share a little bit with you i've been doing studies of books uh through the year and i kind of um try to look at acts a little later i wanted to discover the holy spirit in the other books of the bible and uh, and i felt like uh, a few weeks ago i just opened up to acts as i finished another book and i said all right god what do you want to say to me and right in the first chapter this hit me so strong um and i believe god is speaking to me and i i bring this word to you today god is saying hey the holy spirit my priority he's talking to the church and he's saying hey is the holy spirit your priority and i want to bring a, a perspective this morning in in what priority i'm kind of talking about um because honestly we live in a world today where um there is probably um no way for us to not know something we are in like an information overload uh, there's never been a time before where we literally need no guidance <laughs> because all of our guidance comes from some search engine or google or something uh, but we have facts thrown at us all the time you want to know which is the largest population which is the longest road um anything about science anything about anything that you want to know is available online and um uh my parents have been um pastoring many many decades and i often chat with them sometimes when they're sharing you know 20 30 years ago when they were in different parts of the country and they would say hey you know to make a phone call we had to walk or book a call you know and go to this particular space and make a call and then wait at this phone booth place you know and today everything we have is like at our fingertips and they had so much they needed to depend on but for us in this generation today we need less and less to depend on anybody leave alone god himself and i believe it's in this context where god is asking his church today where are your priorities uh, i want to read a passage to us this morning and and we're going to get there but i want to ask you this morning we are zion family where are your priorities are your priorities uh, is the holy spirit your priority and um that's a pretty big um answer to give i believe um that uh you know we're full like i said of self dependence you know um we don't really need anybody's guidance but that's the primary role of the holy spirit in our lives um we cannot fulfill heavenly tasks with an earthly mindset we cannot fill uh, uh we cannot fulfill a heavenly a uh, dream uh, uh with the logic of earth it is just not possible um at all you can accomplish your dreams um you know one of the most common dreams we always hear about is the american dream right of what life um should look like we have the indian dream that is find a way to get to america and then fulfill the american dream <laughs> no i'm i'm just joking but i think um we have our own dreams i mean if you see sometimes we want our children to grow up and you know become you know software engineer or 
or, uh, you know, daughter to be a nurse or blah, blah, blah. And all of these things that they must do this, then they will be able to afford a good life. They will have a good family and we have it all laid out. And this dream slowly becomes a reality as life begins to unveil itself. Uh, for some, it comes easier. For some, it's a little more difficult, but that's the basic gist around many that live their lives. But I want to ask that if we ever stop to ask what God's dream is for you and I, what his call is upon you and I, then the whole thing changes. Because then it is not possible for me to even begin my journey of fulfilling God's dream or God's call upon my life if I do not have the Holy Spirit with me. Because he then becomes my guide on a path that is never discovered before. The Holy Spirit takes us all on unique paths. Here in the world, we've seen the path. We've seen people do it several times and we're like, okay, I like that stream. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that subject. I'm going to study this. I'm going to take this kind of job. But why? Because everybody else has done it and it's proven. But when you walk with the Holy Spirit and you choose to follow Jesus, your path has never been walked before. The journey that you embark on has never been taken before. We hear stories that encourage us about many that have taken the journey of following Jesus, but your journey has never been walked before. And so it is only the Holy Spirit that can give you the guidance and the empowerment and the consistency uh, that you need to be able to fulfill your job here on earth. And so I want to read a passage um, of scripture from Acts chapter 1 today. Before we go there, I just want to pray. Um, Father, we just thank you for the gathering of your people. We thank you that you, you're speaking to us all the time. Every day you speak to us personally and you're grabbing our attention. But I just thank you for moments like this when your church can look to you together. And I pray that today through this time, that even though we're together like this, but you would speak to each heart, every spirit individually. That the challenge that you're placing before us, we might be able to say yes to. Uh, we might be able to look and reflect in our lives this morning upon our priorities and be able to say, yes, Holy Spirit, we need you. So we say, come God, come Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to read from Acts chapter 1, verse 3 onwards. Reading from the NIV. And says, after his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs uh, that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. He says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, he asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom uh, to Israel? And he says to them, it is not for you to know the times and dates of the father uh, and uh, the times and dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and uh, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
And um, after this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. When they were looking uh, intently up into the sky as he was going, uh, when suddenly two men dressed in white uh, stood before them, men of Galilee, they said, uh, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Um, this is a powerful uh, scripture because it's giving context. I want to share two things uh, with us before we get into the main points this morning. Number one, the quality of questions you ask will lead you to the quality of life that you live. Um, I want you to look into this passage a moment and see that Jesus is giving them, he's breaking down this um, amazing occurrence that's going to happen to them. And he's saying to them, hey, in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You've been baptized by water, but now the Holy Spirit's going to come. And they don't know much about the Holy Spirit at this point. And they've never experienced the Holy Spirit in, in this manner before. And suddenly, like when they met together, suddenly they begin to ask, but Lord, at this time, we get that all this is happening. But I just want to ask, at this time, will you restore the kingdom back to Israel? I mean, is there something that's going to happen where we can see our nation of Israel be freed? I mean, are the Romans going to leave at any point? And Jesus looks at them and, and he looks at them and like, I'm talking to you about something and you're bothered about your own kingdom. And Jesus said, it's, it's not your business knowing what the father wants to do. And I want to say this in the first place that in life, if we ask good questions, we'll probably get a really good answer, which will help us to lead a good life. But when we ask poor questions like they asked right now, all right, Jesus was good enough to re-allocate uh, their minds to be like, hey, it's none of your business. Let's, let's look and let's focus on what we need to be focusing on. Because let's look at it and let's be fair at this point in life where all, <laughs> nobody knows what tomorrow holds. Sometimes you leave your house and then there's a cop outside that says, um, it's curfew, <laughs> go home. <laughs> You're not allowed to be out at this time. Then you come out another time, they're like, oh, there's a lockdown, go back home. And you don't know what's going on. You plan a wedding and then suddenly it's like, hey, sorry, you can't get married. Uh, you do this and then you can't do that. Or you can It's totally unpredictable because nobody knows what's going on. Um, there's so much clarity that's lacking. What is the origin of the pandemic? Uh, uh, we have sides of who should take the vaccine or not or whatever that is. And that's all great talk. That's something that we must have, uh, you know, debates about. And that's great. But Jesus is saying, hey, look at the priority. The pri we understand that you're under Roman pressure. We understand that you're, you're under your pressure. Maybe you lost a job through this pandemic. Maybe, you know, there's things you've lost somebody you love. And we all have at some point, uh, you know, through this. And um, there's so much that has happened that it only basically like our attention is always calling out to be like, God, who's the next government? What's happening in this place? I want to make sure that India changes in this way. We want what's happening in the world. What about Afghanistan? What about what's happening here and there? And our minds are just pulled and gripped by what's happening in the world today. But Jesus is calling his disciples. He's saying, hey, you're about to have a moment that will change your lives forever. Keep your priorities right. You know, he says, hey, 
first of all it's none of your business don't look there and let's let's not let's not go there right now we need to just be focusing because there is a gift from my father that's going to change yes there is going to continue to be this oppression and other things but you know what you'll be able to overcome it and um really powerful in verse 4 jesus instructs them he says hey here's here's the gift that my father's promised that I, that's going to change your lives and immediately in verse 6 their minds are occupied by their own kingdoms and then again in verse 11 he reminds them again he says uh you know the two men dressed in verse 11 uh two men dressed in white stood before them and said men of galilee why are you looking up staring into the sky jesus is gone he's gone he's not here in the physical anymore he's not here on earth in the physical anymore he's gone but the same way he went he's going to come back again so let's get about our business of what we're supposed to be doing as his church and you know there's so many reasons as to why we believe in jesus uh some um feel like i need to believe in jesus because i want to go to heaven because i want to have eternity with uh, with jesus some believe because i don't want to go to hell and uh there's so many different ways but i'll tell you something while we're in this human experience god is putting upon you and i a mandate and there's a call and there's a purpose for to walk a journey that only you can walk and nobody else can and so we need to get our eyes off of what is not priority maybe those things are important but they're not the priority and on to the things that are the priority and he's saying the holy spirit is the priority for your life jesus was talking to them about his kingdom but they were only interested in theirs come on how many times that happens with us where where even in our personal time sometimes you know we read the bible but we don't read the bible to discover god we read the bible to see what we can get out of it what's there in this for me today that's going to help me get something and jesus is just setting it right and he's like hey i'm talking about my kingdom not yours just calm down and set your perspective right right god is asking us hey set your priorities right it is not for you to know you see john chapter 21 also when when jesus is talking to peter and they're meeting after that time uh jesus is back after his resurrection and the disciples are kind of here and there uh all going through their own doubts and things like that and peter most uh, one of the most distort he he the last time he heard about jesus he denied jesus and so jesus comes up to him and he says hey peter if you love me feed my sheep and jesus says yes i love you uh peter says yes i love you and he says feed my sheep and then he sees you know they say the 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 disciple i love jesus coming um and and um peter says hey what about him you're giving me all these instructions what about him and jesus uh looks at peter and says if i want him to re- remain alive uh till i return what is it to you you follow me what is it to you what i'm going to do with anybody else what is it it is none of your business again what i choose and what call i place on whose life your priority is look to how you are following and i feel like that's really important for us today is that the quality of questions that we ask will lead to the quality of life the quality of faith that we live by and if we ask poor questions and if we don't think and we're distracted and we ask poor questions we'll probably end up getting poor answers and number 2 is trust me when i say this it's worth the wait 
verse number 4 he says Jesus instructed them don't leave Jerusalem but wait here until you receive the gift i told you about hey there's this gift coming wait for it um uh you know and he goes up to verse 5 verse 8 and he says when the holy spirit comes upon you you will be seized with power wow you will be seized with power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem Judea to hear little more and then to uh, the distant provinces little further and then to the ends of the earth and this is what i love about our uh the generation we're alive in is we're instantly connected to the ends of the earth. Jesus knew you and I'd be living in this generation where I can be in a room like this but I can be addressing you in a different part of this nation because he knows. And I love that he gave us um this command and he gave us this encour- encouragement to say you will reach the ends of the earth. I want to tell you today that what God has put inside you the world is waiting for. they're waiting for your story to be heard there's one thing unique about each one is that you have a story that nobody else shares you know it's we all preach the same word we all share the same word we all called to obey the same word but in the way in which it comes into fruition in your life is the most beautiful thing ever that's the most beautiful thing about god and his word the disciples turn uh, the disciples turned to uh, apostles at this time they were the founding people of the greatest move of god on uh, the earth was ever going to see imagine the greatest move on earth the disciples even transitioned in this in this time from being disciples to being men with a responsibility jesus was able to transfer the responsibility of his mission heart to heart life to life upon these young men who are now going to change the world he says in verse 8 i promise you this when the holy spirit comes on you when the holy spirit comes upon you i want to share with you today just on this verse when the holy spirit comes upon you four experiences when the holy spirit comes upon you when we prioritize the holy spirit in our lives i believe there are four very very important things that happen and they happen in this order um i believe jesus is about maturing his bride and he's waiting for his bride uh, uh to be ready for him to come back and i believe the only way we can be ready is if we get on a journey of following the holy spirit i remember um you know the holy spirit today is not something that is widely discussed about today you know we love to share methods and you know um of how to live daily you know disciplines uh scheduling this and that and try to put our life into the best order that's going to give us you know we're all about statistics uh social media everything just gives us stats are flying everywhere and we take these and we be like okay this is how i can um put everything together and make the greatest impact but no matter what we do with how much ever planning years we can put into our lives of planning our lives out there is only that much that we can fulfill because it's all a produce of methods of the mind but when the holy spirit comes upon you <laughs> when the holy spirit comes upon you in a flash of an eye you can impact a nation you can do things that you've never done before because that's who the holy spirit is and so i want to talk to you today four experiences when the holy spirit comes upon you number 1 he provides a context for our lives i believe 
our lives today and the world is going through the toughest, toughest time. Suicides have hit a all-time high because we have lost context for our life. Being at home and not meeting people, not having physical touch, relationships and friendships and things like that. People are beginning to lose context. For why do I exist? Do I just exist to switch on a computer and sit 12 hours, get some good money? What else is there to life? And Romans chapter 8 brings the right context. It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. If you're led by the Spirit of God, the first thing the Holy Spirit does is He brings you into a space of being aware that you are a child of God, that you are a son and a daughter. Verse 15, the Spirit you received does not make you slaves, all right, uh, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received uh, brought about your adoption into sonship and by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are we are God's uh, that we are God's children. Uh, now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. Wow! And and if indeed we share in the sufferings, in order that we may also share in His glory. The context to your life is so so important because if we don't understand, if I don't get that I am a son of God first before I do anything, if I don't know who I am and discover my identity first before. Before I start to put my hands to something, I'm probably going to mess that up. Because in the world today, we are all about doing. We are all about creating impact. We're all about something, what we do that's going to really change the world. And, you know, everybody wants 1 million, 10 million followers because they want to be doing something. But we forget in the process, if we do before we become, we're going to be in trouble. Jesus walked with the Holy Spirit 30 years. And in three years, he changed the world forever. You know, and I believe that that time that we invest into knowing who we are, into making sure that we are being filled with the truth of God, where I know in every situation, my God will never leave me. Because no father leaves a son. And I want you to know today, maybe you feel like, hey, it's been hard. But I want you to know today, this verse begins for those that are led. Verse 15 begins for the spirit you received. When you receive the Holy Spirit, the first thing he does is he tells you who you are. That's powerful. He doesn't take you and use you and this. No, he tells you who you are because we need that time to be told who we are, to be loved as sons and as daughters in our nation. We know and we see the oppression that women face today in our country and it's so bad because women are not informed of who they are. And if one thing God wants to use the church in this time is firstly for the church to know who they are so that they can tell the rest of our nation first who they are. It's just amazing. I mean, you watch anybody melt before you when you establish relationship and you tell them how much you love them. And that's what the, the Holy Spirit does first. He gives us our identity that we are sons and daughters, not orphans who have no belonging. I'll say this, that orphans raise orphans, but sons raise sons. Orphans will always raise orphans because they don't know how to raise. But when you're in, in a family and when you're secure and when you know who God is, you automatically take that love and you replicate that love when you have a child. 
And it's the same spirit that is in, in a lot of this generation. I remember somebody asking me some time ago saying, Hey, I'm living with this man for these many years and I'm thinking about getting married. What do you think? And I said, I said, that's a great question. I said, you know what? I don't think you'd ask this question if you were alive 50, 60, 70 years ago. Cause that wasn't the culture. The culture, people were not so open to breaking families, to divorce, to, it wasn't just the easiest thing to say, hey, I don't agree with you anymore. I'm going to pick up shop and I'm going to move. And yeah, kids will see later, whatever it is. That was not the culture a couple of decades ago. Today it's become the culture. And so what you have is a generation of many that have never met their fathers, that don't know their fathers the way they should, never known their mothers the way they should. And so it's affected their ability to raise the next generation. And when we choose to be the church that chooses to go without the Holy Spirit, when we choose to be the church that tends to live back on, 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 on facts and, you know, just being like, oh yeah, we can get it. God will give us strength to be able, when the, when the human mind leads the church and not the spirit, not the Holy Spirit, then we're going to birth a generation of people that have no power, no power to overcome, no power to raise because everything's been done in the flesh. And I want to say this, this is the time and this is the space for us more than ever today to say, come Holy Spirit. We have all of these great plans, all of these great statistics. Yeah, we're going to use them definitely, but not before you, we ask you first to lead us. A butler or maid in a, in a house has a role to serve, but you know, they only dress well and they serve the master. And at the end of the day, they go home. But a son and a daughter, in a, in, in, at the end of the day, at the end of their life, when the master dies, they get the inheritance. The maid or the butler doesn't. And that's the difference. We are not servants. We are sons first. We have uh, the mind of children, that we are the children of God. We have that mind. We say, put on the mind of Christ. We want to be a son. We want to be a daughter of God. But we want to have the heart to serve. That's where. If we have the mind of the servant, we will only be looking down and serving, kind of like a Martha attitude. But when we have the mind of a child of God, we will love to serve with all of our heart, but we will always know that our Father will not leave us. So number one, the Holy Spirit provides context for our lives. And that's very important. The Holy Spirit comes upon you. He provides a context for our life. Um, Number two, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, you, uh, upon you, you bear the fruit of good character. And this is so important because uh, um, today we have many struggling to bear fruit of good character. And we see in Galatians chapter five, the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit was, was 22 onwards. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. We know this, gentleness and self-control. Against such, thing, such things, there's no law. Those who belong to Christ have uh, have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. And I love this one. It says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying one another. I love this word in step. Where the Holy Spirit is, I go. You know, I uh, when I was small, um, I was the youngest Um sibling, the youngest cousin for many, many years. Uh, most of my cousins were like eight, 10, 12 years older than me. And, uh, when we'd meet together, um, we'd always play together. And so they'd, 
uh, hold my hand and have me step on their foot and then they'd walk around and I'd be walking with them. And the first time I ever read this verse, that's the image I got that the Holy Spirit's kind of like that. When we stay in step with the Spirit and our hands are being held by Him, our feet are in His way in step. Where He steps, we step. The atmosphere that He changes, we are changing because we are in Him at all times. I want to say this to you today that, um, that the, wherever you go, you can change the atmosphere for the better. Whatever comes in contact with you changes because of what is in you. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. When we're in step with Him, He begins to produce the fruit of Himself. You know, today uh, we know fruit and things like that are so genetically engineered and fruit doesn't taste almost the same like it did many years ago. Everything's just pushed for quick, uh, to, for quick harvest. And, and you know, it's difficult to find good fruit today. If you go, you'll find 10 varieties of one thing. It'll be like, I only learned apple. I didn't learn this kind of apple and that kind of apple and the apple, like, like we just knew apples, you know, but now there are so many different kinds because they're all grown differently. But I want to say this today, um, that when we're squeezed, that's when we really know what is inside of us. Uh, uh, lime juice from limes, when, uh, when, when they squeeze apple juice from apples, sugarcane juice, something that we love very much here in Bombay because it's so hot. Sugarcane juice from sugarcane. That's how it works. That's the principle. I can never be shocked and be, go and squeeze an orange and be like, shucks, I was hoping for a mango milkshake. What's wrong with this orange? You know, uh, um, that's never going to happen. But we see that in this realm, but we fail to see it in the realm of the spirit often. That sometimes as a follower of Jesus, uh, with the Holy Spirit living inside me, we go and when we get squeezed by life, everything but the Holy Spirit comes out. When we're pr provoked, what's inside finds its way outside and the fruit of the spirit is a mark of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. In tough times, another spirit comes out sometimes because maybe... That's the spirit that's really residing inside of us. The struggle with, with being loving, patient and kind, we struggle with that sometimes because maybe there's no room for the Holy Spirit in our lives in the first place. And I want to say this to you, the mark of, of, of some a person filled with the Holy Spirit will be the character of the Holy Spirit. You know, in 1 John, uh, he says, uh, you're a liar if you say you love God, but hate your brother. You know, and sometimes, you know, we've, we've made this whole thing up that, oh, I have this beautiful relationship with God. I love God so much. I love getting into the word. I love praying, but I can't stand people, <laughs> you know, and we meet people sometimes. I can't stand, man, these people are like this and like that and the other. But I want to say something. Luke chapter two was 52. Jesus grew with wisdom and stature with God and man. And we find this thread through the entire Bible where God was trying to teach us, hey, uh, don't try to be, don't try to stand self-righteously. Like all you need is God. You need one another. Right from the time of Adam, Adam found that out first. Like I'm lonely. <laughs> and so God made Eve. When he gave uh, the 10 commandments, he gave two tablets, one between God and man and one between man and man. True spirituality shows when we can live well, man and man. 
I believe we bear fruit to fall one between God and us and one between man and man. And, and that's the true form within the church. Uh, you know, the struggle is not that God is not present. The struggle is how much are we willing to give into the Holy Spirit that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, all right, we are able to allow ourselves to bear the fruit of good character within us. And he prepares us because first the Holy Spirit will always give us context for our lives. Then he'll be able to create good character in us. Number three, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he prepares you for your ministry. He prepares the church for its ministry. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he begins after he's, he, he establishes who you are. After he begins to produce good character, he begins to prepare you for the ministry, for the call upon your life. And he says this, I want to say this that the Holy Spirit cannot prepare you for ministry if he hasn't finished the first two in your life if you don't know who you are you'll be building your own kingdom instead of God's if you don't have the good character within you or the Holy Spirit's character your whatever you build will not last my dad always says says this whenever um, he shares with us he said good characters like a bowl he said you want your cup to overflow not leak through the cracks and bad characters like cracks that begin to slowly give up over time. But if we can allow the Holy Spirit to mend those cracks and fill every hole in our life, then people around us are blessed through the overflow and not through the cracks in our life. I want to read from Acts chapter 2, um, verse 17. He prepares you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He prepares the church for its ministry. Uh, Peter's addressing the crowd in, in cha chapter 2. The first sermon, he begins to stand up and speak, address people. And he says, verse 17, in the last days, God, uh, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Um, even upon my servants, both men and women, I would pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Um, God gave me this passage and became a foundational passage for my life and ministry in the year 2017. I was, um, and it's funny because I went through a journey. I, I've been serving in this space um, um, for many years. This, Ju this uh, June, actually, 2021, became 10 years of me serving here at Community of Hope. Uh, um, and through the years, it was only by 2015 and 16, God began to set, and it took so many years for me to set a foundation of who I really was. And I was struggling being a son. I was struggling when, uh, you know, there are challenges when you grow up in a, in a pastoral family. There's just so many different dynamics. And I was struggling and I, I felt, I was feeling so many things and God just began to heal my relationship, uh, you know, uh, with my family and, and, and things like that. And, and all through 2015 and 16, we went through this time. And amazingly in 2017, God spoke this word to me and he said, Hey, this is my role for you. And he says, I want you to raise the generations, sons and daughters, young men and women, old men and old women. That is your assignment for your life. And I remember how this impacted me. I started to view God and he could not have done that before he established who I was. 
before he took me through a time of discovering myself as a son of god as a son on earth he could not and begin to to slowly produce those 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 fruit of good character suddenly god spoke to me one day and he said hey this is your role that i am going to pour out my spirit and and better look forward to create, to bringing sons and daughters maturing them to young men and women and seeing the old men and women all lead together and he says upon my servants upon these generations that serve me together i will pour out my spirit and i said wow god i've read this so many times but i never saw it in this way and i've committed my life ever since to just raising wherever i go discipleship and in every way possible raising leaders uh young leaders everywhere spending time with people receiving from leaders that are that have gone before me and i just love this and it's something that i love about community of hope is that we've made this a culture of the church here is that we love our leaders we love our leaders no matter how which generation they belong to we're not interested in which generation is better or who did it better we know that when we partner together the outpouring of the spirit comes powerfully i remember um sitting with my dad uh, earlier this year we were driving off to another city for a couple of hours and he was telling me he said yeah, i'm so grateful for all of the young guys and everybody that's being uh, raised at this moment he said we'd never be able to do what we're doing as a church if it wasn't for your generation and i thought about it and i said yeah <laughs> absolutely i mean we've grown i mean god just created the space for us and everybody's gone in 100% and i remember telling him the same thing i said i'm absolutely grateful for your generation because we may know the technology and we may be learning but we'd have no guidance because we have no experience because we're so young i said uh my dad said you know hey we'd still be trying to figure out zoom <laughs> and getting my camera to work and things but you guys do all of that and i said yeah but you guys also bring us and lead us bring the foundation of the word of god bring something to us that really keeps us steady and and consistent and persistent in how we serve and what we're doing and at that moment we just you know it's moments like this where we begin to acknowledge the beauty of the generations coming together to serve that the church finds its space of impact there's no i know this constantly we're always trying to find oh when we were young we didn't have mobiles life was so much better we were you know life we didn't have screens all the time we went to the outdoors and that's great but i think it's great that this generation has so much technology it's great no matter what but as long as we segregate we will never never fulfill but when we come together we will see the sons and daughters being uh, often turned into sons and daughters we'll see sons and daughters mature into young strong men and women who can be the hands and the feet of this church and when we see that we will see the young men and women transform like the disciples from young men to old men and women in the faith people who are seasoned experienced who know the word of the lord like like samuel who know what to say can hear god and know and can raise more sons and daughters and that's the job and this can only happen when the spirit of god comes upon us god needs multi generational leaders to accomplish his task it's not the new or the old it's it's those serving together i want to say that together every generation together 
we will always be stronger. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, He prepares the church. Then He can begin to prepare His church one by one as He pours out Himself, the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit is poured out upon us at this time, right now, we're going to see sons and daughters being established. And I'm so, so, like I love to see men and women find their purpose and begin to put their heart and their whole lives into what they do. That is and will always be the most exciting thing. It's kind of like the prodigal son returning home and the entire his father and everybody just celebrating together to see uh, the son return that's what God wants in his church and lastly number four when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you can release the power of the kingdom of God Acts chapter 3 verse 2 all the way to 10 I want to read this really quick it says now a man crippled from birth uh, was being carried to the temple uh, gate called Beautiful, uh, where he was uh, where he was put every day to beg uh, from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. But Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, "Look at us." So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth walk taking him by the hand he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong he jumped to his feet and began to walk uh, then he went with them into the temple courts and walking and jumping and praising God when all the people saw him walking and praising God they recognized that it was the same man who used to be begging at the temple gate uh, called beautiful and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him I want to say you can only release the kingdom of God when the kingdom of God is first established in your own life and that's a journey of letting go of our will in ourselves and saying God let your kingdom come and let your will be done in my life let me say silver and gold I have none if let me tell you if the answer to the world today was silver and gold if the answer of the world today was riches uh we'd have a better world in five minutes um um jeffrey sachs who's one of the world renowned economists said that if men put 175 billion dollars a year aside for 20 years Poverty in the world will finish. The worst kind of poverty will be finished in 20 years. Let me tell you, it's a, it's a fraction of the, the riches of a few on the top, that money. I mean, if you look at India, just one or two scams of ours <laughs> will make up that entire amount. But if that was really the answer, it would have been done a long time ago. But somehow wealth is not the answer. But he says, what I have, I give you. I want to ask you today, church, what do you have? What do you have? What have you allowed for the Holy Spirit to build inside you that you can go to a world that is hurting around you and say, hey, I can't give you what you think you need, but I can give you what you need. What you really need. And that's what Jesus did through his whole time when he called, when he began to call the disciples. They came for one thing, but they received another. May everyone that you come into contact with receive what they need, not what they think they need. It's powerful. I want to say that the world doesn't need riches. They need a relationship. And this relationship with the Holy Spirit comes with power. 
Everything is about love. Jesus came for that. This power exists because of love. And when, when can the church begin to pick up those that are doomed from, from the beginning of their lives? This man never walked from his mother's womb um, and changed their future forever. Only when we allow for the Holy Spirit to come upon us. And I want to say to you today, there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Are you willing to receive that outpouring? Are you willing to say, God, fix my character. God, come in, produce the fruit of good character. Fix my cup so that I don't leak, but I overflow. And out of my overflow, I can give to the world what you have given me. I can love the world the way they need to be loved, not the way they think they need to be loved. Only when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we can become secure in being the children of God. Only when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we can bear the fruit of good character. Only when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, uh, He can prepare us for the ministry of our lives. Um, only when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we can release the power of the kingdom of God. The one purpose of God is what Jesus prayed. Your kingdom come and your will be done. To impact earth with heaven, Jesus left us in the physical, but his father sent his spirit so the Holy Spirit can be with us till Jesus comes again. And we're waiting for that. Let's not get distracted, but let's keep the priority, the Holy Spirit. I want to pray with you today really quickly. And in this moment, I just want you to open your hands out before you, wherever you are, if you're with family, if you're alone, Let's go ahead and take a moment right now. I want you to ask yourself, Holy Spirit, what have I allowed you to establish in my life? Or ha have I established everything I want? Go ahead, just take this moment. If you feel challenged, like, you're saying, God, I need you, Holy Spirit. I need that outpouring right now. Now I want you to begin to just in the stillness, just begin to ask him, put your hands out and say, God, I receive this gift. The gift that transformed the world forever. I receive this gift. If you've never received the Holy Spirit, go ahead, just say that I receive this gift. Tell me, show me who I am. Father, we love that you create moments like this for us. We love times like this when we can be together in a group, but yet you're just speaking so directly to our hearts. And with open hearts this morning, we want the, the soil in our hearts to be ready for you to plant what you need to plant so that in due time, they, they can come fruit that will last. Come Holy Spirit, we say come fill us in such a powerful way that we might be ready to serve the nations in 2021. That we might not be out of ideas, not find ourselves trying to see how, how relevant you are today, but Holy Spirit, by your leading, we might know how, uh, uh, how to relate to the world, how to give the world what they need at this point. So come give us what we need first. 
We love you. We invite you in the most powerful way this morning. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.